Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the first episode of Quips and Riddles, the hilarity that is my life by Alexander J. Wright, J.D. And let's get right into this. So a lot of people have heard of chop burgers, right? So you do the burger and then you chop it up to where the beef is more like the consistency of a taco, taco meat, than a solidified burger. Those down south, my grandfather and those folks, will call that loose meat sandwich. So instead of a chop burger, they call it loose meat sandwiches, right? And you still do the same thing. You season it up like you would anything else. Um, and you put it in between two pieces of bread. But the problem with a loose meat sandwich, just like the problem with a taco, you pick it up, you bite into it, right? The meat goes everywhere. There's meat on the plate, meat on the table, meat on the floor, meat in your lap, meat down block, right? And that reminds me of how we fellas utilize our dicks. We have meat on the table, meat on the plate, meat on the floor, meat at Sue House, meat at Kelly House, meat at Jocelyn House, meat everywhere. And at first glance, you would think that it's anthropological to where we're trying to procreate and increase our species. We, we are hunters, so we hunt and we capture and we conquer, and that's why we have to be all over the place. And I think that has some merit in some ways, but I think there's a much deeper reason and a much deeper meaning because we're not out here conquering the Mount Everest of women. We're not out here trying to find the Holy Grail of women. We are actually, just like the loose meat sandwich, falling out everywhere. A woman that you're not really attracted to, a woman you have nothing in common with, a woman you do not spiritually connect with or sync with a person who's going to be a placeholder for you and what happens is because the meat's so loose that it gets caught in grooves so it was supposed to go in the sandwich but now it's in the groove on the floor or on the end of the table or in the in the trash right have you ever been with a woman that you just and you were wondering why you were with her like why am I here what am I doing or you went too far so you went to a strip club and now you're eating booty and you know good and doggone well you should be eating booty and you say well I was drunk Yo, I was drunk, bro. I was so I was so fucked up yesterday that man, 
It was wild. Okay. Were you that drunk, though? Because you know when you get past a certain drunk, things don't work. So you were sober enough for it to work. That means you were sober enough to know who you were inserting into, right? And when you woke up the next day with that feeling of shame, and it's funny because we put that on women. Women, they go through the walk of shame. They, you know, but we have walks of shame. We wake up. You know, I think about the movie Mo Money when dude was saucy and he goes home with this person that wasn't he wasn't attracted to and he wakes up the next day and he pretends there's a fire so she leaves now I want to say that I'm not trying to body shame or make anyone feel unattractive right because beauty is in the eye of the beholder and I know to some people I'm not attractive So I'm not, you know, but I like me, so I don't care. But the point is, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. And when you're beholding certain folks, you know you don't see yourself with them. But you're still going to slide up inside them. Right? And have you ever wondered, like, why is that? Why do we do that? What is the impetus behind that? Was I drunk? But you did it again. You did it again to someone else or you did it again with the same person. What was the reason for that? Psychologically. You know, and I sit back and I think about it sometimes. And I've been thinking about it a lot lately. One particular incident. And this is how these episodes are going to go. I'm going to talk about my crazy life and then hopefully we can pull out some jewels um, to, to better ourselves. Or, or just to laugh at me. So I'm in Niagara Falls. My cousin, I think she was doing some CNA work. It was something where she had scrubs on. And her girlfriend worked with her. And I happened to be in Niagara Falls, like I said. And I think I hit her and said, hey, cuz, what you doing? She was like, oh, well, I'm working. But uh, I'm about to go on break. And, you know, I got my homegirl with me. You know, you might like her. Okay. So we pull up. I'm in the parking lot. My homeboy. um, Like, we went out with a crew that night. So it was like three or four fellas. Um, and they had picked up some girl, a couple of girls and my cousin and then her coworker friend. Now I see her coworker and this is not a person that I see myself with and it's deeper than marriage is deeper than girlfriend, boyfriend. It was a person that. I was not attracted to. So we're all down there and I'm just kicking it. You know, we're talking um, because I'm not going to be rude. 
So we're all just, you know, kicking and talking. And then somebody brings up sex. So now it becomes a one-upmanship of who's the best at sex, who does it the hardest, who is the most creative, who's like, and it's just, it's wild, right? Uh, my cousin is attracted to one of the dudes that was rolling with me. Um, and then the other people that were from the club, they're, they're going back and forth. So then it gets to me, right? And I like to win. So I'm talking my shit and I'm talking big boy shit. I'm talking porn hub, you know, bring the GoPro and the paddle out. Like I am talking, you know, 50 shades of gray peanut butter and whipped cream, chocolate, just all sorts of nonsense. Uh, picking you up on my shoulders. Yeah. You know, just, just wild wild, wildly inappropriate (laughs) forms of conversation. So we're going back and forth. The friend, my cousin's friend says, oh yeah, well I get off an hour, show me. So now I'm caught in this conundrum am I going to you know back up what I said am I going to gracefully bow out what's what's going on but give you more of the the scenario everybody else was paired up I didn't have a pair right I wasn't with a person and it was late night, early morning, and this was my sex option. And we'll talk a little bit more about that, you know, in a second. But that's the scenario. And a lot of times in those scenarios, especially late night, early morning, you've been out. You're teed up, and we just had this long, all this sex talk. So all my testosterone and hormones are going crazy. Um, the whiskey isn't helping. So against all the things in my body that were saying no, why? Don't do it. I'm at her crib. I'm at her crib. And this is how I knew that this, I dropped everybody else off first, right? And a lot of those folks lived in Buffalo. So I drove all the way to Buffalo to drop everybody off because I didn't, you know, you going back, bro? You nah, man. I ain't going back. You going back, man? You know, I ain't going back. You know, you going back, man? You know. I went back. So I get to a crib. We go upstairs, and like immediately, like she's going in. Right. So 
we started to engage and the back of my mind is why are you doing this why are you here what the hell are you doing and all this is happening mid stroke I'm trying to hurry up and get it over with and whenever you try to hurry up and get it over with it lasts much longer than you wanted to and I'm sure she doesn't know any of this right I think that she genuinely liked me so the most mature thing would have been to not engage right I talked some shit at the parking lot I could have just said you know nah I'm going home I could have made up an excuse or I could have just kept it real and be like nah you know I'm just talking shit baby I gotta go um, because they had a girlfriend. I could have done anything other than what I chose to do with this young lady that night. So we finish, and she's happy. I'm not so much. I'm trying to get my clothes on and break out. Uh, on my way out, she starts laying some game on me. Like, you know, have you ever been taken out? Have anyone ever just, you know, spent money on you? Blah, 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 blah. You know, and I try to be like, hey, you know, it's not really like that. It's just like, nah, it ain't got to be like that. But, you know, you know, let me just do this for you. So... It's kind of nice for someone to want to do that. Um, as a dude, you don't get that a lot. So I said, yeah. We met up five or six days later. We went to see a movie. I can't tell you what this movie was for the life of me. But what I noticed is... I wanted her to walk in front of me as if we weren't together. I rejected and resisted any public displays of affection, even private displays of affection in the dark movie theater. And I kept looking at her saying, what, no, why am I here? What am I doing? And it was unfair to her because I'm wasting her time um, because I knew she liked me. It was also unfair to me because I could have been in a different position finding someone that I did want to see myself with and that I did want to be with and like and love, right? And, and I had some some sort of connection with but but instead I was there we go to drop her off she invites me in and we do it again right and it's 
it shouldn't have happened. So this is twice now. Knowing that this person isn't someone I want or a person I want to be with, but I'm still engaging in sexual congress with this person. I'm a fucking loose meat sandwich, man. I'm just dropping meat. I'm just dropping meat off. Right? And it's supposed to be on the plate. And now I'm stuck on the table somewhere. So, you know, hooked up with her again. And then she would call me to hook up. And if it was like three in the morning or I struck out with everyone else, like, you know, I would slide. And then one day, um, I went by with my cousin in the car. And I'll never forget this. He looked and um, we drove away. And he laughed for 30 minutes. Belly laughed. Um, and again, this isn't to poke fun at anybody. And I'm sure I'm going to get comments on this. But that's not what this is about. This is about to say, this is to say that I knew that this wasn't a person I was attracted to. But I was still dropping meat off. Why? Why the hell would I do that? Why the hell would I put myself in that position? Um, so, this is what I believe. Does alcohol have something to play in it? I'm sure. But not as much as you would think. I think for men... We're not taught to say no. We're not taught to say no thank you. Or hell no. Right? Um, Some of us are brought up to where if you get the opportunity to get some, you get it. And it doesn't matter if she's 8 to 80, blind, crippled, or crazy. You get it. Because... You're a man, and that makes you a man. Conquering Coochie. Conan the Coochie Conqueror. And that is some of the dumbest way of thinking that I've ever experienced. But it's it's true. I was not taught to say no. I was taught to say not yet. I was taught to not let your friends see you do it but not to say no. And how dangerous is that? Because whenever you have sex, there's always the possibility of getting someone pregnant. Right? People get pregnant when they're on birth control. People get pregnant when they're using condoms. There's just all sorts of stuff where you now are tied to this person for years. And because they're not a person that you wanted, you treat them like shit. You may or may not treat the child well. 
because you may not be able to separate the child from the mother or you don't want to be a father altogether because you know this person isn't up to your standard or you don't have a connection with the person even if the person is is not physically unattractive maybe emotionally maybe spiritually maybe there's no real connection between you and now you're quote unquote stuck with this person forever so I think a lot of times you get those domestic violence situations you get being cold to the person treating this person like shit it is not fair right it's not fair because you could have just said no but I also understand the pressure that we're under by what we're taught and by societal norms for us so if you say no then you're gay right you're gay if you say no you're gay right and that doesn't only happen with your homeboys your uncle your dad dudes from the block it also happens with women there are women who will approach you and throw it at you and if you're not catching it then you're gay right and one of the worst things that we're taught is as a heterosexual black man is to be gay right which is weird um, and I think that that doesn't have much to do with homosexuality as it does with how we view sex and how we see being penetrated as weakness which speaks to how we feel about sex engaging in sex with women right we dominate and we take control and we do the penetrating so we're strong we're strong because we penetrate we're strong because we're loose meat sandwiches i can get her to do this for me or i can get her to do that for me so that makes me a man. Oh, right. And then when someone says we're gay, then we feel like, and it's funny because the people throw that term at you, you're never the, you're never the top. You're always the bottom in your mind right I'm not gay and what you're 
what you really mean is that I'm not soft. And what you really mean is I can't be dominated. And what you really mean is I can't be taken advantage of. And I think what we have to start doing as black men is separating gay from weakness and separating penetration from weakness. You know, um, because then we get a healthier sense of what sex is and what sex is supposed to be, even in the heterosexual environment. Right. So she is not less than me because she's the one being penetrated. And it's that view that she's lesser because she's the one being penetrated. That leads to. A lot of our thinking around sex and a lot of our homophobia. So, again, these are just my thoughts. I'm not a PhD. But I really think that homophobia in the black community has more to do with not wanting to be seen as someone that can be taken advantage of. Because that's how we see penetration. And if we can kind of extrapolate that and unpack that, you know, my, you know, gay cousin or my gay daughter would be safer in America. Right? So, we're never taught to say no. We're taught to say not yet. And we think that, you know, I'm the man because I can get a woman to do this or I can get a woman to do that. Um, She's bending over for me. She's sucking on me. She's doing this and doing that. And then we're heartbroken if she does that somewhere else or um, because we see it as power we have power over her but here's the thing you have power over some people that you don't want to have power over and that you're not going to be responsible for, right? And that's a whole different thing. If someone's gonna give you power over them, then you should be responsible to them. It's like the whole Spider-Man thing, great power, great responsibility, right? If she's gonna be submissive to you, then you should be protecting her. But when you're loose meat, you mess around and you hit somebody and 
she's feeling a way about you that you don't you have no intention of feeling about her it slows you down from finding the person that you really should be with because ultimately having a placeholder girl or a woman in your life is not only bad for her it's bad for you because you have to hold the place so that means who can slide into it and I'm not talking about you kept it real I'm not talking about you said hey this is casual and then a person is delusionally in a full blown engagement with you I'm not speaking of that we'll talk about that or some things like that you know next week when the episode is shadow boxing But I'm talking about where you're either lying to her, trying to front like it's something that it's not, um, or you know, you know, using her in some kind of way, or you just know in and of yourself that this is not your person. And if you know that, do something else. Be with someone else. Go somewhere else. Because it's unhealthy. No one wants to feel caged, right? You ever been in a relationship and you're like, oh my God, she's suffocating me. I don't have any, I can't go anywhere. Leave me alone. That was a loose me relationship. It wasn't what you wanted. It became something more than it ever should have been. And now you're comfortable. It's like being in the old shoe with holes in it. You're eventually going to catch pneumonia. But it's kind of comfortable, so you're going to leave it on. I don't want to be alone. Oh, I don't want to see her with somebody else. Like, that's stupid. You don't want her? So why do you care if she's with somebody else? And I get it. We're caught up in all this nonsense of manhood. And 95% of what we're taught about manhood has to do with our dick. So, plop it on the table. Plop it on the floor. Plop it on the plate. Plop it on the roof. Plop it in the box. Plop it with a fox. Plop it with Sam I am. Put some green eggs and ham on it. Right? So, in conclusion, we don't have to be loose meat sandwiches. It is okay to say no. And it's not only good for her is better for you. And it's okay to go home alone at 3 o'clock in the morning from the club or 2 a.m. from the club. You know, it's it's okay. And sometimes your boys going to talk, oh, you got desert dick. You dry dick. You ain't getting none. Sorry. You know, live that life. 
Because what you want is what you want. Have your standards. Go after it. Don't be afraid to be rejected. Don't be afraid. You know, someone's going to say no to you. Don't settle. And don't give it to everybody just because they want it and they're asking for it. That doesn't increase your value. It wastes your time. And we always say time is money. Except when it comes to pussy. Remember, man. You're not the prize. But you do set the standard. 